Pod people. Today, I want to talk with you about Fear of the Unknown, the zero-prep horror mystery role-playing game that I've created. And in particular, today, I want to go over the just the basics of how the game works. So, this is a zero-prep horror mystery role-playing game. Now, you might be saying, whoa, a zero-prep mystery game? How do we do that? I'll cover that in a later episode about running the game, because that's really uh, only necessary for the Oracle or Game Master to know. Today, well, we're going to talk more about what the players should know. So, as a player in a role-playing game, you are going to control one of the protagonists. In the next episode, we're going to talk about how to create your protagonist, but today I'll just do a little bit of overview over the different attributes that your protagonist has, and then we'll talk a bit about how those attributes interact with the game mechanics. So basically, if you've played other role-playing games in the past, like Dungeons & Dragons, you are probably used to your character having attributes in the form of uh, a few stat names that all characters have, like strength and armor class and hit points, and then you have a numerical value that indicates uh, how much of that you have. Like, you have, might have a strength of 15 and an armor class of 12 and 20 hit points, etc. That's not how things work in Fear of the Unknown. Instead, you have what are called tags, which are these short descriptive phrases that are like Golden Gloves Boxer, or I Have a Pet Dog, or I Always Carry My Remington With Me. And these define aspects of your character. They could be skills and abilities, they could be resources or connections that you have, uh, and they could be good or bad. There are positive tags that help you out, negative tags that get in your way and represent uh problems that you have, like disabilities, or uh, debts, or NPCs who dislike you, or things like that. Um, and of note, brief aside about, since I brought up disabilities, if you want to have your character have a disability, or be a member of a specific group that's historically been discriminated against, or something like that, you absolutely can, and it is up to you as to whether or not that will show up in the game mechanically, and whether or not it will actually be a detriment to your character, like whether it will make things harder for you, and or you can just have it be an aspect of your character that doesn't have a mechanical effect. And the way you do that uh, the way you make that decision is by choosing whether or not this aspect of your character will be represented by a negative tag. For instance, you might have the negative tag, I'm discriminated against for being queer, which I am in real life, though fortunately not as much as I used to be, which is great, hooray progress, although oof, don't want to get too far off track on that. Um, but for instance, you could have a character who's in a wheelchair, and if you don't want it to show up in the mechanics of the story, then just say that you're in a wheelchair. But if you do want it to show up, you can make that be a negative or even a wild tag if you think that being in a wheelchair will sometimes be to your advantage. So there's positive tags which help you out, negative tags which get in your way, and wild tags that could do either one. Um, so we'll go into more detail about how to create your character and make the decisions as to what all those different tags should be in a later episode. Right now, uh, I'm going to talk about the other half of your character besides the tags, which is the three different kinds of experience. Uh, in RPGs, you might be used to there just being one kind of experience point, and when you gain enough of it, 
you go up a level. Uh, that's not how this works. Instead, there are three different kinds of experience points. There is horror, which is bad and you want to get rid of, uh, which you can in a way I'll discuss in a little bit, but you have to have something bad happen in exchange. There's humanity, which is good and lets you reveal uh, more things about your character, develop them, and contribute to your character arc. And there's foreboding. Excuse me. There's foreboding, which is weird and lets you uh, reveal things and make decisions about the world and the setting outside of your character. So uh, you gain those three experience points when you interact with the main mechanic of the game, which is called moves. Moves are mechanics that have names that are short phrases like investigate or reveal something about yourself, etc. And when your description of what your character is doing could contain one of those short phrases, then you activate that move. This means that you make a few decisions and uh, roll some dice, probably, if it's one of the basic moves. And this provides you with a mechanical way that the story is influenced by your character's actions. And so uh, the three basic moves are investigate, face peril, and encounter true horror. You investigate whenever you are trying to find out the answer to a question. You face peril whenever you are in a potentially deadly situation. And you encounter true horror whenever you are in a horrifying situation. Now, investigate and face peril, uh, both of those moves use your tags, which means that they sort of create scenes. The way that that works is you pick up to three positive or wild tags, which could be your tags, or they could be town tags, because the town itself has, at the beginning, at least five town tags that you can pick from uh, when adding to a roll. And then the oracle, or game master, picks up to two of your negative or wild tags to impede you, uh, or picks a town tag, up to two. Um, and then you roll two six-sided dice, and you add one for each tag that you picked, and you subtract one for each tag that the oracle picked, and you also gain a humanity for each one that the oracle picked. So this is how you gain humanity, which I'll talk more about later. So you roll the two six-sided dice, add your positive tags, subtract your negative tags, and you get a result. Your result is going to lie in one of these results ranges, which if you take a look at the quick start rules, you can see what I'm talking about. There's six or below, seven through nine, or 10 or above for investigate, and same for face peril. Um, and if you'll notice, there's several different options for results in each of those ranges. You pick one of those options. Now, if this option has a dot next to it, you can pick that any time that you roll this result. Uh, if it has a circle next to it, though, then you have to check it off, and you can't pick it again unless you recover it. Now, all of these results uh, ranges have a dot option that lets you recover the circle options, except for the 7 through 9 results on face peril. For those, you are 
not recovering them after you select them. And instead, you're growing ever closer towards dying, because the last option that you can pick is that you die. So this is a horror game. You will move inexorably closer to death. And I slightly misspoke earlier. You pick one of the options if you roll a 7 or above, but if you roll a 6 or below, then the oracle picks one or more of the options available there. Uh, if you're familiar with Powered by the Apocalypse games, uh, which means inspired by the game Apocalypse World by Vincent and Megui Baker, then these six minus options are the equivalent of GM moves, if you've heard that before. If you haven't heard that before, then just ignore that. I'll keep talking about this. Uh, the other basic move is Encounter True Horror. For Encounter True Horror, you don't add any tags. Instead, you add your current horror total. And then after you've resolved the roll, you gain one horror. So this, uh, unlike the other two basic moves, Investigate and Face Peril, for Encounter True Horror, the higher you roll, the worse. And so it's more dangerous to roll a high number, whereas on the other moves, it's more beneficial to roll a high number. So with this, 6 or below is the best results range, 7 through 9 is also pretty good, 10 to 12 is pretty bad, and then 13 or higher is the worst. And notice that you can't roll a 13 or higher the very first time that you encounter True Horror, because you're going to roll two six-sided dice and add 0. So the highest you can roll is 12. But after that, you will have at least a plus 1, and you'll uh, eventually be potentially rolling a 13 or higher, unless you get rid of your horror, which brings us to the next section. But one last thing about the basic moves. On any basic move, if you roll a 6 or below, then you gain a foreboding. And this tells us, uh, so now we know how we gain all three different kinds of experience point. You gain humanity whenever your negative tags are invoked, you gain foreboding whenever you roll a six or below, and you gain horror whenever you encounter true horror. Uh, and then the other category of moves is the revelations. And in the Quick start rules, which I'll post a link to in the description, uh, there are only three revelation moves. There's more in the full version of the rules, which you can get on Kickstarter in October. The three revelations each allow you to reveal something about either yourself or the world, or experience the trauma of the horror that you've been uh, encountering, and they correspond to one of the three uh, forms of experience. Reveal something about the world lets you change the setting in some way, or within the fiction, reveal a previously undiscussed aspect of the setting, and uh, costs three foreboding to use. Revealing something about yourself allows you to direct your character's story arc and character progression, and gives uh, and costs you three humanity. And let the horror sink in, uh, lets you get rid of three horror, but you have to have something bad happen. So that's those are the basics of the rules. Those are all of the core uh, moves and 
now, hopefully, this gives you a better understanding of how to play the game. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me either on Twitter at Sixpence Games, or you can email me, Thomas, at SixpenceGames.com, or leave a comment on this episode. I'd love to hear from you, and uh, I'll also leave a link in the description where you can both download the Quick Start Rules and join the Discord, where I frequently run games of Fear of the Unknown. I look forward to hearing from you and seeing you play this game, which I had a great deal of fun designing, and I'm sure you're going to have fun playing and trying to survive. Try not to get murdered.